Hello everyone, welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet that asks the hard questions, like how excited are we for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And, um, what do we make of the Once Upon a Time sequel? I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnerIsComing.net. I am here with my, uh, co-host Mia Johnson of DrugsOutOfTheForce.com. And today we have a special guest, Mysterious Stranger. Introduce yourself. Hey everyone, it's Cody Schultz. I'm the uh, entertainment director here at Fansight, and I'm very excited to be joining you guys today. Yay! <laughs> I like, Cody, that you put yourself in front of a case of books to let us know that you are a man who reads and is intelligent. Although, are those like mostly James Patterson books back there? We've, we've got a nice mix of Disney books and James Patterson on the shelf, which is kind of perfect for the, the, the talk today. And then we've got Baby Yoda and Friends sandwich in between. It's very nice. I got to get, I, I want like a giant, like a library set for myself, but that'll, uh, that'll come in time. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. If you're out there, thanks for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, queries, feel free to sound off. We can talk about because there's a lot to talk about today. We have both uh, some frivolous light topics and some more serious ones. But let's start with uh, frivolity. And there's no frivolity like the Super Bowl. Um, they premiered, of course, as they always do, several fun commercials. It's one of the times in the, like American history in, in the year where like everyone gets so excited to be advertised to. Yeah. Um, which is... I, I don't know. Someone wrote, wrote a term paper about that. Probably the best thing we got, I think, me, I think probably agree with me, although maybe you don't, is was the, the trailer for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, oh, the yeah. upcoming Marvel series that will follow WandaVision. And I thought we might watch a bit of it and talk about what we see and what we like and if we're excited, shall we? Oh, yeah, let's go. Okay, roll it. So... Who would like to start? Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? 15 seconds to drop! So what's our plan? Great. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. The wall's upside down right now. Where do we start? Buck, I have a plan. Oh yeah? What is it? Is you ready? Here we go again, huh? And there's more, but you get the idea. Okay, so obviously Marvel right now absolutely murdering the game on a lot of fronts. They have a lot of people's attention. Um, I guess the first question is, are you guys excited for more Marvel shows after WandaVision, or are you already tired of this new experiment? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go first. I think... I, I can't say I'm tired. <laughs> mm. I, I I definitely want more. This is my time, finally. You know, I used to be like a two <laughs> two movie a year kind of person, and, and last year Marvel deserted me. Uh, so I think it's all fair <laughs> yes, that they deserted we're getting, you, you know, this back-to-back -back <laughs> content. Yeah, and I completely agree with Mia. I mean, I feel like, how can you have too much Marvel? Like, it, the way it's spaced, like, I feel like if it dropped Netflix style and it was all at once, maybe then it would be mm -hmm. like, okay, slow down. 
but the slow burn of like one episode a week Gosh. it's like every friday i'm like i want more why did you leave me with so many cliffhangers aren't we loving that i mean look i know there are some people who are on board the i only want it all dropped at once so i can watch all at once and binge it train but i have wanted episodic things for a long time and now that i'm getting it i love that folks are <laughs> trying that and that it's working I mean, yeah. I've always thought, like, why wouldn't Netflix drop it all, like, drop it one at a time? So you could, like, like dominate the social chatter about Stranger Things for, like, a straight 10 weeks. Like, why wouldn't you yeah. want to do that? But no, I, yeah. I, I, they're committed to their thing, and I'm glad they're kind of busting with that. But there are alternate forms going on. What about uh, the, the show itself? I mean, serious buddy cop vibes coming off oh, this yeah. thing, <laughs> um, which I'm not mad at, especially after WandaVision, which is such a kind of... I mean, borderline avant-garde, kind of swooshy-swooshy, yeah. bizarre, uh, uh, kaleidoscopic look into time and space. It could be fun to get a little more straightforward that has marching bands and um, explosions and such. That's true. Yeah, when I saw the first trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that was during the like the Disney presentation in December, hmm. oh, um, yeah, I ranked it as like my least out of the three. Like Loki was number one, WandaVision, and then Falcon. Um, because there wasn't a lot of, you know, I guess razzle dazzle going on. And this one still too is kind of just like, you know, we're keeping it kind of, as far as I know, we're keeping it normal. It's, you know, we're not really going too much out there. Um, but that shouldn't be reason for me to just like lose hope and be like, this isn't going to be good. I mean, Anthony, Fa uh, oh, no. I was going to say Anthony Fauci, God, where's my head? <laughs> what a what a cameo! Uh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie is, is is hilarious, um, and it looks like the chemistry between those two uh, is going to be great. So, yeah, I don't I don't have any reason to not like it thus far. It's a little like you know they're they're like two grown men with superpowers, and they are having like kind of um, <laughs> things you would expect like children to have. Cody, do you think that's uh, do you think that's charming? Or do you think that is um, uh, infantile? I mean, for me, I definitely had like a different vibe to it, but I kind of think I like that about like these Disney Plus shows. Like WandaVision has been its own unique thing. I think we're going to see mm -hmm. that with, of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and even with Loki. I think what draws me the most is we're finally getting like to spotlight some of these characters who were, yeah, they had big roles in the movie, but they were never no. at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like loving, even though these stories have been a bit different and out there, like we're finally getting more of these characters and more development for these different characters who obviously the fans love them or else they wouldn't have worked as a show. And now we're actually getting to see them in like a longer form and like that spotlight. And that's what I loved about like WandaVision so far is they, mm -hmm. they're finally giving Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany this like platform to like shine because they're so underutilized in the movies. They are. Yeah. I mean, like, if you were to pick, like, two who were the most underutilized, I'd probably name those two. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were just such, like, blank whatever, like, they don't really have much of a personality. And now, I mean, it's, obviously, they're great actors, because, I mean, they both have done great things outside of this, and to, and to have them their own show, it, it really does show, like, what they could have been doing this whole time. Not that there was room for them, I understand movies are going to be two hours or whatever. But, um, yeah, there is a wealth of resources. I am... Uh, Cody, you'll learn, and Mia, you already know, that I am ever skeptical of the idea that there can't be too much Marvel. I don't know, man. Um, we'll check back when we're a year into this and we've had our fifth Marvel show of the year and see where we are feeling then. But right now, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I'm down yeah. for a straightforward, good old buddy cop action adventure thing. Um, 
And yeah, I'll look forward to it. Yeah. Oh, really um, quick. Yeah. They did announce that it's coming out on March 19th. So that's like right after WandaVision. Yay. Of course it is. <laughs> but before we move on, I'd like to uh, announce that we are now sponsored. How exciting is that? And uh, you want to know who by, who by? I'll tell you. <clears throat> Support for Take the Black Live is provided by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. 2 million... Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your sensitive grooming needs. Assuming you have them, because I'm aware not everyone hearing this does. But for those of you interested in joining this very comfortable, easy breezy down there brotherhood, we have an exclusive offer, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code FANSIDED20. Thanks, Manscaped, for uh, making this show in run more smoothly. Get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got I'm a career a in this, Dan. <laughs> and thanks christian thanks for showing up could be a good switch can't wait um yeah i can't wait either i i'm looking forward to a a i mean it they're so good at what they do they can probably stream me along for a good long while before i get bored of new marvel shows but <laughs> there are competitors um over at uh warner media land they're trying to push the snyder cut which is Zack Snyder's retooled version of his middling 2017 movie, although directed by Joss Whedon, who I'll talk about later. Why do you um, say they're trying to push? The fans asked for this. And now they're trying to push it. Yeah, the okay. fans pushed for it. And then <laughs> Warner responded by birthing their um, ridiculous ask to life, which I didn't think would happen, but that's the world we live in. And now they've released a picture of Jared Leto's updated Joker, and I thought we'd just take a quick look at him because he looks kind of like I'm going to date myself here. Like if they put the crow in a mental institution, like he was already pretty like, oh, but um, if it got even worse, because he looks very intense, he looks very scary. He looks like he needs a cookie or a hug or something. He looks unhappy. He looks like he's going to paint like the most cliche 13 year old um, violent mural you possibly could. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Does Edge Lord Joker appeal to you, Cody? <laughs> yeah, I have to. I mean, I during like his Joker didn't appeal to me from the start, so I don't know that this one really does anything new for me. Like, I don't know. There's just something about like the Joker. I feel like is a character they haven't really got right in the larger DC universe since. That's you know, true. The, maybe I mean I know Walking Phoenix had his. Uh, at his Emmy role. I haven't even seen that version. Like, I know that's awful. Really? Like, as a comic book fan, like, I have yet to give that one a watch. Um, but like, sidebar, like, like, you always say the weirdest things. Like, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Are you the one who hasn't seen Star Wars? Like, how have you not? Okay, sorry. That's it. Go, go, go on. Yeah, that's my... I'm, I'm used to being in, like, the box of shame for the shows that I don't watch. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, it looks like this is definitely going to be like an even darker Joker than we saw in the last one. And I'm like, grim. Will he be able to do good? Like, you've got to bring like that Heath Ledger kind of like dark, but almost like that humor, which always is what goes with the Joker. You need that twistiness, but there there needs to be some humor in there, even if it is that dark. Yeah. I mean, it's called the Joker. It should be funny. <laughs> exactly. In like a, in like a dark <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. thoughts? This, the Jared Leto, the whole thing in when he was in Suicide Squad, I just know. I never, never, never like that one. And I'm, I've been like really thankful that they cut it. Um, I made a tweet uh, when Bam Smack Pal tweeted this out and I was like, two out of 10, I can't tell if he's damaged. <laughs> you know, like the huge, uh, was it the forehead tattoo? Someone's like, oh, damaged. Oh yeah, really, you know, uh, being ham-fisted about this, but it's like, I don't know, just to, yeah, the, the whole edginess, the whole, you know, dark and, and moody, just, it does seem kind of far removed from the Joker that, like Cody said, I think the Heath Ledger one was awesome. Um, even course, like yeah. Cesar Romero, like back in the sixties, like <laughs> even that back. to me was a better, <laughs> a better uh, Joker. Uh, so I can see that they're trying to go for this moodiness. Even like the Batman looks like it's going to be a little moody, completely separate from Zack Snyder. Um, but how much, how much can you take, you know, before it's like, is this even the Joker at all? I'm still predicting disaster. I think the very fact that the Joker is kind of crammed in here, completely different than what he was the last time Zack Snyder had control of this thing, just indicates that this is the sort of project where he's just like, what if we did 18,000 things we didn't do? Why do we do yeah. that? I don't know, because I want to. <laughs> it's sort of what it feels like. Maybe it'll be a, um, uh, Dadaist kind of um, Picasso-esque explosion of light and color and bizarreness, and it'll, it'll work that way. But it start, I'm predicting it'll be a um, self-indulgent Tower of Terror, a four-hour-long one. <laughs> that's that's my prediction. But, you know, we'll find out on March 18th. It's coming. Yeah. It, is a, it, it is a miracle that it exists. I mean, that is oh, did you really say March 18th? cool and impressive. I'm right, right? That's it. Why do they keep doing that to them? So I just told you that Falcon Winter Soldier is coming out on the 19th. And they're going to so. um, steal all its thunder. <laughs> yeah, I was I was literally having this conversation with my brother because we were talking about like Justice League and how that got overshadowed by Thor uh, Ragnarok and how Batman v Superman got overshadowed by, uh, I think it was Civil War. So <laughs> it's like Marvel. It's continuously a Marvel shadow. I mean... <laughs> Look, Mia, maybe the Snyder Cut will be a lot better than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and they'll really get the good press. We'll see. Anyway, um, moving on. Cody, the reason I, I kind of wanted to have you on this um, episode in particular is because I know that you, although you don't watch things that other folk are watching, you do watch things other people don't watch. And you are apparently a fan of um, the... What network was it on? The program ABC. Once Upon a Time. ABC? Okay. Oh, good old network TV. Um, so, I'm, I'm not familiar with this show over much, but, but we got a lot of response when we shared that there's going to be a new Once Upon a Time, um, I guess, follow-up show called Epic that I gather will be a lot like the original show and that it will kind of like, here are folktale fairy stories and we're just going to kind of... okay. What is Once Upon a Time? And should we be excited <laughs> for a follow-up show called Epic from the same people? Yeah, so Once Upon a Time was basically like Disney's way of doing like live action. So it was kind of like a epic fantasy inspired by fairy tales that we all kind of grew up on. What was interesting is it never really started, like in its early days, it didn't really lean into that Disney mythos. 
And then it was like by the seasons that they went on, they went full blown, like with Frozen and everything. Like it was like, let's go all in on Disney now. <laughs> and it's like, sure. but they also sprinkled in like other stories. So they had like Wizard of Oz characters and they kind of mixed all this in and they reinvented the backgrounds and kind of give them like the the more, I don't want to say, I guess edgy is the best way to say it, like the adult uh-huh. version of some of these Disney tales. Um, Cause there's like certain things, of course you wouldn't see in a Disney movie that you could get into like a broadcast drama in terms of like the relationships, <laughs> the drama, murder right, even. Right. Although I feel like Disney is never straight away from murder in like animated movies. So <laughs> to be I fair. guess that's their like, mom zone. died, Mufasa died, it happens. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I guess my, like, the biggest struggle I always had with the show was sometimes they try to do too much too fast. Mm. And so you'd have, like, characters would be introduced and then, like, they disappear and you never hear of them again. Um, or, like, they would just try to cram all these different, like, pieces together, like, oh, so-and-so is related to this person and, like, we've got to connect this character. And they kind of did too much of a mashup of, like, the fairy tales because you had once upon, you had... Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, mixed in with Peter Pan, Rapunzel. I mean, like all these family trees somehow got connected. And are they like all like like characters? Are they like dating each other? Is like Jasmine getting together with like Gaston or something? Or <laughs> is it not that? So it started like where it was, was like these fairy tale characters are transported to like the real world where magic doesn't exist. And so like the first season was very much, they don't know who they are. So it was that back and forth, like their characters in the real world. And then you'd flash back to like the fantasy. Then by like the end of the season, they like real fast rushed it through. The spell was broken already. And it felt like it kind of rushed there, but it allowed them to kind of tap into these new stories of, who am I? Like I had this life, but I also remember my fairy tale life now. <laughs> um, and so you kind of had like back and forth of real world versus like the fantasy world. So it was a very like the juxtaposition of both of those, like going back from this like epic castles and all that to like sure. the small diners was very interesting. <laughs> um, cool, it was yeah. very character driven, which I think is where its sweet spot was. Like they and the villains are who kind of reign supreme, which was kind of interesting. Like you wanted to root more for the villains. Than you did for the okay. heroes at time. Like they kind of became the <laughs> heroes of the show. Um, and so it was just kind of like an interesting, like, it's hard to like sum up what exactly it was because other than just like a live action Disney mashup of all the characters, because they literally would just every week, it felt like a character of the week kind of storyline. It's like, oh, here's gotcha. Sleeping Beauty randomly. What's she doing? And then Mulan, you know, would show up and it, it was very interesting, but they did like put odd pairings you wouldn't have thought together because like Sleeping Beauty and Mulan were a thing in the show. And that's like something mm. you wouldn't have seen in like a Disney movie, which was interesting. Yeah, that, that, I mean, it, it sounds fun. And I mean, it's network TV, so they had to like fill 24 episodes or whatever. I, I'm guessing I'm going to be fewer. <laughs> so I guess that it's hard to be pure serialized when um, you got that much time to fill, even though that's kind of the way TV is going for the for a while now. Are you interested? So, so, so you're a fan. Are you interested in this follow-up? Which, okay, does this sound like any different? Like, is this a different show to you? Or is it just another word that isn't Once Upon a Time 2? Yeah, I'm really curious to see what this is. Because when I like was digging into like the background of the story, they never specifically mentioned that it is Once Upon a Time, like a follow-up. Like, they're very cautious about describing it as like an anthology series set in the fairy tale worlds of Disney. And it's like, okay, it's from the Once Upon a Time team. Like, you're talking about bringing in the characters that you basically covered in Once Upon a Time. How different is this going to be? I think the thing I'm most curious about is the anthology angle. 
I feel like that would have helped once upon a time better, like being able to do like this season is, you know, X character, like maybe mm-hmm. you pick Snow White or Cinderella, you know, Cinderella, whoever they want to pick and do like more of a self-contained story. So it actually has like the beginning, middle and end without getting like all thrown in just to fill episodes. Sure. Um, but it really does sound like once upon a time 2.0 without like <laughs> any of the actors or the name of the show connected, <laughs> except for the producers. Does it appeal to you? I mean, I'll be watching shamefully. I mean, I have, <laughs> it'll be when, when it drops, I would definitely have it on my DVR and probably be watching. I feel like Once Upon a Time's pilot still is one of my favorites. Like it just came out. Oh, swing. cool. Um, it kind of brought like the effects and I'm like, you know, it's broadcast. So you kind of have a lower standards when it comes to special effects. And it didn't like disappoint at all. I'm like, oh, this actually has like a high quality. This should be interesting. Yeah. And Right. They had like some iffy things like the CGI and some like when they did like Oz, I wasn't a big fan of like the Emerald City like appeal looked very CGI. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it's definitely going to be something worth watching. And I think it'll fill a void right now because there's not a big fantasy show on broadcast. It's true. Granted, there's a lot of stuff going on still with cable, with Game of Thrones, all those different projects in development. But if you think of like the big four, there's nothing really like this on right now outside of superhero shows, which are kind of, you know, completely different audience at time. Yeah. It's a genre yeah. on its own. Um, so let me get this straight. You watched Emerald city, the show where it's like lawyers and Oz, but you didn't watch star Wars. Wait, what? I, no, I never watched Emerald city. Like they did Emerald. They did wizard of Oz in once upon a time. That's how out there. Oh, they okay. Sorry. I was mistaken. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just, Although it, it, I it, will be shameful in admitting. I watched the uh, one and done like wizard of Oz show on NBC. I can't even remember its title. It was, oh, wow. it wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I, I, and you're right. I mean, I, I also wonder like, you're right that, um, network tv doesn't have kind of the the glitz and glamour that cable does but i mean now that things like game of thrones and other shows have changed the game so much i wonder if they're going to step it up anyway like those superhero shows you mentioned like on the cw like hbo max is now putting a lot of money into those like they're now like hybrids like that new superman and lois show is like an Arrowverse show where it's kind of like a little lower rent or like whatever but they're also clearly pumping some money into it because they want it to be like a streaming premium show too. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's kind of raising their uh, game a bit when it comes to that stuff. So maybe this will be the once upon a time show that once upon a time wished it was once upon <laughs> a time or something like that. Yeah, that would be interesting if they try to do like the FX on Hulu where it's like, you know, they might have like a shorter season, but they they release it on broadcast and on streaming but then by having a shorter season that means you can up the production value which disney is so huge and people love their princesses or whatever characters they're gonna use whatever it ends up being um that would i would like to see something a little more condensed that might appeal to me i think i mean i think that that's the way a lot of people are going like there are very few shows that are still like the old 24 episode a season kind of format because there are just so many shows now that you don't like I would rather watch six episodes than go into another thing, which is, uh, so I'll be curious to see what happens to that too. Any other thoughts on that, Cody, before we move on? Yeah, I'll be curious. I just, I mean, I do want to say, I hope they don't water it down because of Disney plus that's been my biggest fear is like they had a Disney villains show in the, in the works, which was based off of a book series. And it mm-hmm. kind of it's like a popular. more dot like take on the stuff. So it's like a little bit darker, like, in, almost, I don't want to say like twist it, but like, it's not your like Disney animation. And so they canceled that because they didn't want it to be like non-family friendly for Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just hope they don't try to water it down as my biggest thing. Like 
it sounds like it's geared towards adults. Like make it like you don't have to go overboard, but like don't try to like water it down is my biggest thing right. there. It's always a concern with Disney, which is such an interesting place because like WandaVision's getting into some like pretty dark stuff, but how deep can they go? We're not sure. <laughs> I wonder if they'll pull back at the last second. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see all of that pretty soon because you're right. You can't go too far with Disney, even though it would be fun too. Um, that's a decent segue, I guess, into uh, the serious portion of our program. Um, just today, we're getting some updates. I, I guess it's, it's, it's all, of a, all of a whole story about um, an ongoing story about Joss Whedon. We mentioned earlier, uh, help direct Justice League after Zack Snyder had to um, vacate due to family emergency, direct the Avengers movies. Uh, so obviously it casts a huge shadow with those. Um, made Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly. He's been under fire for a while from Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in Justice League, for uh, gross, uh, unprofessional abuse behavior on set. We haven't got a lot more specifics than that. But today, and I say this as, a, as someone who like really loved Buffy back in the day and still do consider it a pretty big influence on me. Um, Charisma Carpenter, the star of Buffy and Andrew, who played Cordelia Chase in those shows, uh, came out and basically wrote a um, confessional, I guess, about her experiences working on Buffy and Angel, and just came out very, very hard against Joss Whedon and said some of the kind of things that I, I guess I was sort of missing in, in Ray Fisher's testimony because I, I never really got specifics from those. But she's talking about instances of her getting pregnant while she was kind of in the role and him threatening to fire her and belittling her and like asking her if she was going to keep the baby and just like really hugely inappropriate, awful things. And then firing her after they kind of wrote that story. Which I remember, by the way, I remember watching Angel during that season and she got pregnant. She had a demon baby and it was clear they were kind of like writing around it really fast and she never came back. Um, and then since then, I think Sarah Michelle Geller kind of posted to say she supports the people who are coming out. Amber Benson, who played Tara, said it was a toxic environment. Um, Claire Kramer, who played Glory, said she supports everybody. So it's this feels like um, sort of like back in the 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 heyday of the Me Too callouts when people were kind of calling out this behavior over and over. I feel like it's been coming for a while. Um, you guys have any thoughts on this? Like, where does this fit into? the kind of ongoing uh, discussion of Me Too, of Joss Whedon's career, and anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm surprised that it didn't kind of come out around that time as well, like mm -hmm. the height of it. But at the same time, you know, you can't, if someone is, you know, a victim or they've been abused in any sort of way, you know, you can't just force them to say, okay, now you need to do yeah, this. Exactly, you, yeah. to, you know, it's a, it's a personal decision. Um so I guess the the Ray Fisher thing was kind of like, you know, he had the courage to speak up. And so that gave her the courage to speak up as well about I'm this. And now that um, it, it, it is very weird because it's like, OK, Ray Fisher has made some accusations, but they've been kind of vague. And it's been hard for me to be like, OK, you know, he's he's said this, but it's it's still not to be like it's whatever, but hadn't made much of an impact yet. on me yet. Um, so it's been kind of this power and number things where now you've got another person speaking out about it and you're like, you know, oh, bo oh boy. Um, which, you know, to be fair, the Joss Whedon stuff did kind of occur a couple years prior as well. Um, but I know we've talked about. Right. So, 
But yeah, it, it is that power numbers thing. I think it's putting him really, really dangerously close, if not already there on the blacklist, basically at this point. Yeah, what do you think, Cody? I mean, this sounds to me like something you don't really come back from. Um, well, I mean, we always talk about like kind of the spectrum of, I don't know, like the 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 Me Too callouts. Like some people have been banished. Some people have kind of crept their way back in a little bit. Um, what do you think? And I will note too that Joss Whedon left his HBO show The Nevers a couple of months back, and even then. I was like, like he said he w- it was because of he was exhausted and because it's hard to make a show after a pandemic. There's now it's like mm, maybe, yeah. um, but it also kind of felt like he was covering for maybe Warner Brothers was like please leave. Um, and now with this, I am thinking that was probably what happened. But again, I don't know. We can't know. What are your thoughts, Cody? Yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, whenever something like this comes up, you know, they it's always that like fact gathering like stage that at first, especially when you're a fan of like necessarily the person but of the show it's always like that conflicting thing of can i still support can i still support like the show that they created that i love even though they're connected and i think that's a completely different conversation but i think what's telling of this one and and i'd love to see like is the cast is so quick to like back up like it's not like there's like this delay like it was the news broke and then it was like i felt like maybe an hour or two later sarah michelle geller put out a statement and so it feels like if it was, if it wasn't happening, like, I feel like there'd be like more of a delay and like them coming forward with extra support and all that. Um, but I have to definitely say like my, res- I respect the cast for like coming out and supporting oh, yeah. one another because you see it sometimes doesn't go that way. Like there'll be, you know, someone will say like, I know the Gabriel union thing was like a big thing with like, she didn't get the support from her America's got talent cast when she mm-hmm. brought these concerns up. And so it's like seeing the Buffy kind of like makes you like, proud to be a part of that fandom and in the midst mm-hmm. of this like horrible event that's coming to light and all that it's like still seeing that that camaraderie and like they're supporting and not being afraid to stand behind and with these other you know people who are coming forward with their stories and it's going to be interesting to see what this means for like the future with like other projects he might be in the work on i don't see a way like studios would want i feel like mm-hmm. there's a time like this is the time to start putting some distance so i feel like in yeah. the, these days ahead we're going to start to see some of those like is stepping back. Maybe there won't be like that direct comment right away. Um, but I can see rightfully so there being some space put between him and other projects, maybe ongoing. I mean, I feel like he was already put in space between it. Like, I'm not sure of like the, the never was his big thing. And he already stepped back from that. I'm imagining. Cause yeah. he maybe knew this was something like this was coming. I mean, I feel like we're far enough along in sort of the, the development of how this works that like sh- shows and casts are learning how to get behind each other. Like I remember when mm-hmm. the expanse, um, the Amazon sci-fi show, there's a cast member, Cass Anvar, who he was accused of impropriety. And very quickly the cast like said, I support people who are claiming this. And then he was let go and he will not be back for the final season that airs next year. I feel like that kind of swiftness is encouragingly more common now than it used to be when it was kind of like a really slow dam to break. Uh, but then you look at something like Ray Fisher, like that's a good example of like he said his stuff and like months later, Jace Momoa like kind of sort of said yeah. like you go that that one's still um so I, I guess it's not like, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 if in every case, but it, it, it seems to be changing. Yeah. I think the landscape is kind of changing because with the Me Too, it was 
I would say mostly based on, you know, kind of sexual abuse, sexual assault in that sense. Um, and that just, you know, is ex- extremely wrong beyond belief. But then when it comes to these people who are <laughs> D-I-C-K's like, you know, Josh Wheaton, <laughs> and it's like you you sometimes you're kind of bred to be like, well, this person is a jerk, but, you know, I have a job with Buffy or I have a job with the Justice League, so I should be appreciative or right. I only have to put up with this on set um, or this is a person in power, so I shouldn't question what they say. And, you know, surely back then the studios didn't care. They were like, you know, he can yell you down all you want. We're going to make a lot of money off of this picture. So who gives a crap? Um, And I think people are finally realizing, right, when you get the cast to rally or the crew to rally and say, we're not going to take this. (laughs) We're not going to take this anymore. Uh, This is when you you have this forward uh, momentum where there's really this shift. And like, if I'm going to be an actor, actress, a cast member, crewmate, I want to have good working conditions and I expect my boss, my leader to be, you know, good to me and, and not do these things that he's been doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I also think that there's, that there's more support for it among fans now. Like there is sometimes when like, there's this idea that like, if you're a genius or like really good at what you do, you can get away with being uh, abusive or caustic or abrasive. And I feel like now, if, if, if someone comes out with this kind of thing, like, they, they're going to get a lot of support. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they'll get hate, too, because it's, it's the internet, it's Twitter, and they're going to get multiple stuff. But there is a groundswell and, and kind of a, a sense that things shouldn't be this way, that they should be yeah. more comedy work environments and that there'll be support for it. I certainly, I mean, and speaking like for me, like, again, I'm a huge puppy fan. One of the first shows I fell in love with. And um, yeah, it, it it sucks to know to hear these things about the guy who made it. It sucks. I I don't know if I'll be continuing to like the show. I, I don't know yet. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it matters a lot more the kind of person you are than if you make good work. Like even the stuff you make is mm-hmm. good. Who cares if you're abusing the people who work for you? <laughs> yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if anyone else comes forward and um, going on from there. All right, I guess we can end on a on, on a happier topic. Um, guys, what are you watching and what do you think of it? Ooh, Mia, what about you? What are you watching? Like, <laughs> huh? Well, we had an exciting episode of WandaVision this week. Didn't we? Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the leaks that I, I told you about last week, um, this was definitely part of it, but I think I saw the leaks for episode six. So <laughs> I was still like two weeks oh. ahead. Okay, um, quiet. But yeah so well no 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 this the this leak was the spoiler which i think we can we always talk about the spoilers here so i don't feel too bad uh, oh yeah you know revealing for, for the, the whole episode thing. That aired like five days ago sure right yeah yeah the whole thing about evan peters um making his return as quicksilver but also being you know now in the actual marvel cinematic universe and not the <laughs> x-men universe <laughs> that was a real mind blower and i did not see that coming at all i really really loved love that twist at the end yeah that's i mean yeah obviously it's insane that um <laughs> they are taking someone from another cinematic universe and putting it into disney i mean also it may it does make kind of sense like it makes kind of like meta business sense yeah. that they want <laughs> the x-men in the mcu somehow yeah. so if it's such it's 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 it, it, it's i mean it, it's very wandavision like this um blending mm-hmm. of uh entertainment with like uh, a meta narrative about TV itself, 
because that's what WandaVision is, right? It's about sitcoms and TV and kind of behind the scenes. And here we are bringing someone from another studio's universe into this universe. It's it's, it's very meta in a way that fits. And also, yeah, it was like, what? Cody, would you give it? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was like literally speechless like like i am right now just like like i'm trying to wrap my head around like when she opened the door at first i thought oh they're bringing back you know aaron i am yeah taylor johnson yeah Yeah, i thought okay it's gonna be him this is gonna be really cool because he kind of had that one you know one movie and then that was it and it's like Mm -hmm. we're gonna get to see more of him and then when it was evan peters i'm like wait a minute what what does this mean was like my first question like what I think this is definitely that introduction into like the multiverse of madness, which I knew they kind of teased like the Doctor Strange connection here with WandaVision. It's and it makes me kind of excited to see what cameos they might, you know, have in store. I know there's a lot of rumors with all the Marvel movies of who's going to be in them and whatnot, but actually seeing like it happen in the show was just something I know. Like, I feel like it was like the perfect blend of like fan fiction, like combining two <laughs> universes we love. Uh-huh. And I yeah. think the other thing I'm most curious about is like, the Captain Marvel hints that they've been dropping. Yeah. Like, I'm very, like, curious. Like, there seems to be that animosity between Captain Marvel and and Monica. And I'm like, what is, you know, what happened there with all of the, like, every time they kind of drop her name, it's never very warm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the theory there was that she was kind of maybe mad that Captain Marvel wasn't around for the blip or whatever you call it, the snapping in. Uh-huh. Um, I also love that Wanda's like becoming a villain. Like she's pretty much straight up. Like she's striding out there with a big old drone or gun, whatever that yeah. was, <laughs> pointing guns at people, talking like her accent came back for some reason because yeah. she's bad now. Um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that is, again, that's that's quite daring. Like we were talking earlier about how you know Disney, you can't like go too far afield. Like you can't do too much. You can't mm-hmm. um, get too dark. But I mean, they're going pretty dark here. Like the main hero character is uh, supplanting the wills of a town full of people and keeping them in constant pain (laughs) so she can live out her full house fantasy. Like that's pretty dark. Um, Yeah. Like and she hasn't said like a dirty word or anything, but um. I think it's 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 pretty grim for Disney and I'm 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 enjoying it. Yeah, even yeah. that vision scene, like I had to do like a one take, like that was like very disturbing when that like popped up. I'm like, oh, this that is good, yeah. not like not what I yeah. was expecting. <laughs> yeah, zombie vision. <laughs> and it does it makes me wonder now if we're talking about characters and all that, how is vision gonna react going into totally. the next episode? Like I think next week I'm sure we did the eighties, so now we'll probably get the nineties. So like is he gonna notice the change? Is he going to go along with it? Because he said he doesn't even remember his life. So he doesn't know no. that he's a superhero. He doesn't obviously know that he died. Uh, so it's like, is that truth going to be revealed to him? And, you know, how is he going to react to that whole thing? Because that would be mind blowing. And more importantly, if it's the 90s, are they going to do what? Like, everybody loves Raymond? Frazier? Not Full House. What? Well, wasn't that the 80s? I guess I wasn't really. No, 80s family was matters. like family ties or which, yeah. whichever oh. one, yeah. Both I heard they 90s. did do like they had the picnic scene everyone picked up on from like Full House in this last episode, like when they were out uh, like doing a little picnic. So it's starting to get confusing where exactly they're going yeah. with some of these sitcom melds. I mean, and she's <laughs> melting down, so you can always like justify it by like, oh, it's getting confusing. No, Wanda's losing control. That's why it doesn't work. That's why it's confusing <laughs> yeah. now. Very smart. Never try to check Kevin Feige. <laughs> God, he's such a mad freaking genius. Like it's all yeah. leading into everything else. 
I fear and respect him. Um, yeah. Christian has some comments. Wife is totally consumed with WandaVision. Her secession is good. Christian, secession? I love secession. You should try secession. It's a really, really good show, in my opinion. So it says, uh, oh did Quicksilver appearance cause Tom Holland to start denying cameos in Spider-Man 3? <laughs> Marvel giving the instruction to calm things down before everyone finds out. Um, yeah, I think it's a fun theory because I don't believe him. Do you believe Tom Holland when he's like, no, no one's going to show up. Everything's fine. Yeah. Because a lying four foot five man. My theory is hey. they like I wonder if they haven't even like told him certain things just because they know in the past he's like leaked stuff. But it's like we'll only tell you when the day like comes to shoot with this actor. It's like if we can avoid <laughs> having him in the same scene, that way we can protect that secret. Yeah, I'm I'm very skeptical of that. I'm not, you know, losing hope anytime soon. And Tom Holland, like a, a week or two ago, shared uh, something on Instagram. He was like, just film my favorite scene ever. And I kind of, I was like, oh, I hope this is the scene with Tobey Maguire um, and, you know, the other, the British guy, <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Garfield, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, love lasagna. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. I think all those yeah. announcements and everything have a lot of weight to them. And, you know, you just kind of have to keep up appearances for, for Marvel's stake. By the way, um, Secession agrees with me. Karen loves Secession. I, good taste, Karen. I mean, like you. And then Henrika recommends Yellowstone, which is like Secession on a ranch and Kevin Costner's amazing. I haven't heard of that. Has anyone heard of that? Yellowstone, Kevin Costner? That's new to me. I have heard of it, but I have not it seen it. I know it's really like it gets a lot of buzz, and I believe like they even have like a spinoff in the works, maybe Ooh. possibly. I know it's like been renewed. It's they're very leaning into that with the Paramount Plus brand. I know. Oh, oh. yeah, it's on <laughs> that. It, it's on Paramount Plus slash CBS All Access or whatever. It, it's on another. I think it's on. I don't know what channel it's on. It's on like one of the cable channels. Um, but then I think they're doing some tie-in to Paramount Plus. I believe so like oh, they're trying to find things for that so it's like let's i'm being find uh, stuff. in i'm being informed by our producers on, that is on peacock <laughs> yeah cool. i totally forget about that by the way yeah. <laughs> there's there just so many now. out there now yeah yes. and they love changing their names too which is fun yeah yeah paramount I mean, plus i know change it to paramount plus you're gonna join the plus club with yeah. apple tv plus yeah. and yeah. really like at least do something I mean, different do paramount they minus have the huge Ooh, well, that's awful. That's like over here. Um, our what is that? Guaranteed rate field, um, which is the the White Sox field. And then you look at it. You would want it to be like a green arrow, but their icon is a down arrow going in red because it's supposed to save you money. <laughs> but now it makes it look like we have a loser team. So you that's you don't true. want that kind of branding. <laughs> Fine. Paramount divided by symbol. Paramount up uh, logarithmic. Paramount. Okay, something oh, yeah. different. Paramount squared. Yeah, why not? Paramount cubed. Um, and finally, before we head <laughs> off, I, I I just did want to really uh, quick say that I'm watching uh, the final season of Attack on Titan on Hulu. And this is a long running, I think, four season long anime. Yeah. I don't watch much anime, but when I do, I <laughs> when I do, I, I try to make it like the really, really good ones. And this one is like getting pretty lit. OK, it's like giant, like like 100 feet tall giants who are kind of destroying people's house, homes and houses and cities trying to break in they're trying to figure out like what they want and why they're here and i won't summarize it because it got pretty weird and complicated 
but <laughs> it's getting to a point where there's like warring nations and they each have giants on their side and they're going at it. There might be an apocalypse <laughs> coming up soon. It sounds very generic, but it is extremely lit. It is extremely kind of a gonzo, crazy, terrifying, violent um, in a very kind of stylish, disturbing, fun way. The characters are rich. It has like a Baroque sort of um, tragic feel to it. That's kind of I kind of lost track of it in the middle there for a while. I was like, eh, this isn't really going back, but it's kind of coming back in a, in a big way. And I'm enjoying the final season. And I think they're going to have the gumption to go through with making something really um, epically sad in the end. It seems like yeah. where they're going with it. And I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to it. Do either of you anime? Do either of you do anime? Um, my sister's really into her anime phase right now. And she would be watching it in the living room when I'm over there. And she got my dad into it. So now he won't stop talking about it. And Which he's anime been or this he, anime? Specifically Attack on Titan. Cool. Um, so, well, my dad, my sister loves is loving all the anime. But he has been telling me like every week he thinks Attack on Titan is better than WandaVision. Um, and it's oh. a miracle that I haven't fought him yet, <laughs> but he says he likes this a lot more. So, um, I've heard good things about it, but I, I've kind of broke free from my anime chains and I would like to remain that way. <laughs> I mean, comparing Tech Titan to Wander is kind of like comparing like apples to, um, the Atlantic ocean. It's like, they're very I, different things. Yeah, I, I cannot I like say them why. Both. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to plug that because it, it, it is getting pretty interesting. Anything else? Anybody out there watching? Either you two or any of y'all watching? Um, I've been diving into Harley Quinn lately. Like that's oh, been how's my that? latest yeah. HBO Quinn, uh, and I'm like, I'd heard a bunch of good things about it, but it was always just like, I'll get around to it when I can. And I finally right. like, let's get this season started, and I, I really am enjoying that one. I think that's a fun like. It's hard to do adult animation, I feel like sometimes, like yeah, and walking that line. But I love the the, the characters, and I love that they kind of like focus on. You know, these characters who maybe I feel like Harley, it's like hard to say that she doesn't get like the recognition her and Poison Ivy, but compared to some of <laughs> oh, these other does. characters, they don't in some <laughs> in some forms. And it's like I love this series so far. So that's uh, plus I like that it's small, like short episodes, which makes it so easy mm. to like just put on a couple that is nice. and binge through them, which I love. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that show. I should probably pick it up sometimes. And Christian asks, does Star Blazers count as an anime? And Christian, um, <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't heard of this 70s anime, but like Yellow Sun, I will look it up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, this is great. This is fun. Cody, thanks for joining us here on Take the Black Live, which streams every Wednesday live on the Winners Coming Facebook page. And it's also available on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available for download. If you want to commute or at the gym or whatever. Um, thanks for watching us, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Cody. Thanks for being here, Mia. Thank you, Dan, for hosting. And we will be back next week on Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winterspring Facebook page for more news about fantasy, you know, sci-fi, stuff that matters. We will see you then. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 